This is Gabrielle, owner and founder of the Innovative Learners Tutoring Agency, and you are listening to Raising Readers, the go-to podcast for busy parents seeking practical advice on improving their child's reading habits. I created a reading program that helps students improve at least three reading levels in only three months. That program is based on the same tips I will share in this podcast. Join me as I teach you how to overcome reading challenges so homework and reading aren't a battle, but a joyful and rewarding experience. Tune in to empower yourself with the knowledge and tools to raise confident readers and ignite their imagination and liberation through the power of books. This podcast is brought to you by the Innovative Learners Tutoring Agency, where we raise readers. If you enjoy this episode, please rate and review the podcast. Your feedback helps us grow and reach more parents. One of the biggest things in my program is being culturally relevant, and that is so important. So books have to be windows and mirrors for kids. Kids cannot be what they can't see. I taught in New York, and you would think, oh, these kids are global. They know everything. They live in New York. No, these kids know like the block that they live on, and they don't really go past more than those few blocks. So there is no ocean exploration. None of that is happening. You know, even the kids would get texts from their state text that said such and such lawn. And they're like, what is a lawn? You know, because that's just not a thing that we have in New York. So if you can't see it and you, you know, you don't know what it is. So you always have to give them opportunities so they can expand their thinking. So what I like to do is put positive images of people of color in books. And so these are some examples. So this one is a moon girl and devil dinosaur, but now this is actually on Netflix. And that's something else that you can do is find a book that has a show with it so they can compare the two. But this is like a black girl who is a scientist and she's got a pet dinosaur, but you know, black people seeing these STEM things and like doing these little cool science thing is very important for them. And that's also a text that you can get them. The new kid, this is actually on the banned book list. And it's not banned because it has inappropriate context in it. It's literally about a child who is multiracial and is going to sixth grade for the first time. And he is the new kid. And this is a comic book. And I had to keep multiple copies of this in my school's library because the kids would check them out so frequently. And this author also has other comic books as well. And these, this is on grade level. And then this is my favorite book. This is for like older, kind of older kids. I would say like seventh, eighth grade and on. This book is anti-racist. So it's a beautiful book. It's beautifully illustrated and it has information about privilege. What does privilege mean? When kids think of racism, they just think of Black Lives Matter and they don't really have a context behind it. So this gives them a a good entry point to understanding the history behind it outside of Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks. So this is very important. It's a short book and it has a little writing portion too. So you can engage readers and it has them like write a journal, recognizing what does it mean to be, you know, cisgender or gender identity, things like that. I highly recommend. This is another book that I had in my library and I actually did a a book club with this book. So windows and mirrors for kids, keep that in mind. And this is something that I would preach in the classroom now that I own my own 
education agency, this is a pillar that is so important to us. So we write our curriculum in-house based on a lot of books similar to the ones that I'm showing you because often we hear Black books and you've got to check because sometimes these Black books are Black trauma. And that's important. You know, it's important that people utilize books as a cathartic way to get information across and to share other stories, but it cannot be the consistent things that we use over and over and over. The word that I use at schools was trauma porn. So what I mean by that is like all the black books are about such and such who mama wasn't there, her daddy wasn't there, they was on drugs, blah, blah. like every black story does not have to be like that. And when you constantly put that into the child's face, that's what they're going to think about their skin inadvertently. So you have to make sure that we put positive images about Black people also in front of them. So just because it got a Black person on it, flip through that thing and see what's going on just to make sure you have a good balance in your library. These are a couple of them. I taught middle school for a long time. So this is a collection of short stories, A Phoenix First Must Be Born, A Song Below Water. So this was before our Little Mermaid came out, you know, this is about Black black mermaids. It's a Black fiction book. This book took me through the pandemic, Children of Blood and Bones. So Harry Potter has this huge following. We all know Harry Potter has gotten in. It is a huge, right? This is like Harry Potter, but the African version. So there are different tribes and different, and it's a fictional place right? But it's rooted in Africa and it's given that international culture and you're still getting that fantasy fiction, but you're also getting like, you know, Slytherin, Hufflepuff. They got their own tribes that have their own things. And it's a story with a princess and all of these things. And there's action with it. It's pretty thick. So what I would do is do the ebook and then have them read it to you because then they read it in different, in different dialects too, you know? So it's a great book. It's a great book to get lost in. So this this book could go toe-to-toe with Harry Potter, if not beat it. Hair Love, I'm sure if you've heard of this one, this one won a short story or it won a short clip a while back. They made it into a YouTube clip. This is an amazing book. This is a much needed book. If you don't have this book in your library or haven't read it to your child yet, especially if you have a little girl, I encourage you to. It just promotes them loving themselves and loving their hair. And that's something that's very needed. Just like me, this is a a book I gave my nieces and nephews. And it's just about self-love. And I'm so grateful that we live in a space now where there's so many books that are about, you know, self-love and loving our skin color so we can see these cute stories exist on brown and black faces and this one is also very important black boy joy 17 stories celebrating black boyhood there are other books similar to it we can't forget about our black our young black men and we just can't teach them to be strong and powerful and masculine but we also have to teach them how to be happy and how to exist in the world you know with joy and this is a whole movement. So this is also very important. And I will say, I will say most of our, I think we have more young men than women in our program, but they they get on and they are very joyful. Adrian, every time Antonio logs on, he got a big smile on his face. <laughs> so they are very excited to also see other boys of color engaging in the text. And I mean, I tell you what, like that, that environment piece will change the social emotionalness they have around literacy 
and Antonio and we were in a group, we do small reading groups and that we were about to log off and he's like, okay, love you guys. You know, so they have a very strong bond with each other because it's, you create this environment that's not this competition. It's not this, I'm going to try to get on you and ha ha ha. You, you know, it's none of that. It's very safe. Um, and that is very unique, especially when it comes to literacy. This may be one of the most important pieces is to teach the love of reading through example. So you are their kid's first teacher. So whether it's grandma, mom, dad, aunt, you can tell them, but they pick up on what you do. And that's not just with reading, that's with everything. And something that one of my professors told me, he keeps a book on his desk just so kids can also see that we are, we are doing the thing that we want them to do. So I say that to say, um, reading can't just be like a, you need to do this and I'm going to go do some else. Let them see you reading too. Even if, you know, you just pretend and you put a book in your purse or whatever, you on the computer, you on the iPad, tell them you're reading a book, making sure that you are practicing what you're preaching. Think next time in your car, play an audio book instead of, you know, whatever music it is they listen to, just so they, it's a shared thing. So the kids don't just see it like this is something that I have to do. And it was the same thing back to the religion analogy, right? My parents didn't drop us off at church and go somewhere else. You know, like we, we went to church, <laughs> you know, so it has to be through example so that that's important as well. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us five stars to help our podcast grow. Until next time, happy reading and see you soon.